Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 71 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you are, for any reason, studying the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you are already a Muslim who wants to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Now, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic is um, is a very, very, very interesting story that took place uh, after Badr, after the Battle of Badr. And what we knew is that, uh, you know, the, 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 the people of Mecca, the people of Quraysh, they wanted to retaliate after the Battle of Badr. Uh, but something very, very interesting uh, story that took place, which is the uh, assassination attempt, uh, you know, of the Prophet Sallallahu They basically uh, tried to uh, assassinate the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as, you know, a retaliation for those who lost their families in, in, in the Battle of Badr and so forth. Now, one of the people that we talked about, in a, you know, he was a an evil figure, uh, 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 and he died in the Battle of Badr, was uh, Umayyah ibn Khalaf. That, you, know, you guys remember the man who owned uh, Bilal, uh, you know, uh, at a certain point in time. And, you know, we talked about his, his ending and how he died, you know, uh, on the pebbles and they couldn't even bury him because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to punish him the same way, you know, he used to punish Bilal and he used to, you know, put hot rocks on his chest and all these things. So that is Umayyah ibn Khalaf. Now his son, Safwan ibn Umayyah or Safwan, he's a pagan and he's in Mecca, right? And he is boiling, he wants, because he knows now he, his dad uh, is killed, his dad died. And he's trying to, you know, avenge his father. And, you know, um, he was sitting next to his cousin, Umair. Now, Umair is also one of those who his son was captured by the Muslims. So, basically, his son is a prisoner of war. Currently, as we know, they're sitting and talking. His son is a prisoner of war. Uh, and he is, you know, uh, with the Muslims as a prisoner of war. Now, uh, so Umair was saying, you know, like, you know, they were talking about the Battle of Badr and how they lost, you know, tremendously and all these things. And uh, Umair basically says, you know, if it wasn't for my family that, you know, uh, if I knew that someone would take my care of my family, I would have just went and assassinated uh, Muhammad. They never, of course, called him the Prophet ﷺ. We do. So basically, he said, I would have went and assassinated Muhammad. Uh, and they also have my son. You know, the Muslims have my son. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I could do something about him. To that, Safwan, and by the way, we, we all know that Umayyah, the, the previous owner of Bilal, the one who killed, was killed in the Battle of Badr, was very rich. You know, he's very rich. So, of course, his son inherited all this wealth. So he's rich as well. So Safwan, you know, like a light bulb came. And he basically looked at uh, Umair, his cousin, and he said, you know what? How about if I take care of your family? What do you think? 
you know, I'll 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 pay for the stuff. I'll pay for you know everything. I'll take care of him, and you go ahead, and um, you know go on with your uh, with your plot with your plan. If you have a plan to kill Muhammad, go ahead and do it, and don't worry about your family. I'll take care of him. Of course, to that, uh, uh, Almighty said, "Okay, all right, let's do that." So Umair and Safwan agreed to never tell anyone about their intentions. It's just to, that, that secret is between the both of us. Not even family members would know about this. That Umair will go prepare his gear and then go to the, to Medina and assassinate the Prophet So this is exactly what happened. Umair actually did not tell anybody. He went home. He poisoned his sword, and it was said that the poison is so strong that if 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 the 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 tip of the sword touched, you know, the flesh of the Prophet ﷺ, just get a little cut, it would have, you know, the poison would have done uh, its job. It was that you know strong of a poison. He poisoned his sword, you know, and then you know he wrapped the turban around his face. Now he did that because back in the day, the travelers. You know, the Bedouins and all these, you know, these people who used to travel a lot, they used to cover their faces, you know, even like you see in the movies. So they used to cover their faces uh, because of the sand. You don't want the sand and the dust to get in, in, in their eyes and their faces. And they would just leave a little, you know, like a little opening in a turban, you know, so they could look through. So you, your eyes are visible, but it's easier to cover your face and your mouth and all these things, right? And he hung the sword uh, around his neck. Right and uh, and also that's what travelers did back in the you know back in the day when they used to travel and you know for a bad weather they would just you know uh, put the sword around their neck and then he just moved went to Medina not telling anybody in Mecca no one knows his plans nothing he just went to Medina now when he entered Medina he kept walking in the streets and then Omar uh, ibn al Khattab saw him. Now, Omar recognized him from his eyes, subhanAllah. You know that little opening, that little hole that he had in a turban? Omar recognized. He says, this is Umair. And Umair was known to be very sneaky, by the way. Very sneaky. A very sneaky person. So, uh, Omar, when he recognized him, he went straight to the Prophet wasallam, and he told him. He said, Umair is here. And I don't know his, his intentions, but he seems like he's up to something. So the Prophet said, okay, good. Bring him here. Just just bring him straight to, you know, to the masjid. So Omar goes. He basically brings Omar. He has his sword with him, Omar, you know, and he's ready to strike. If, you know, if Omar does any, like, you know, sudden moves, he's going to strike him. You know how Omar is, right? So he brings him to the masjid. He sits with the Prophet So when he walks in, he says, uh, or this is a word that in Arabic means good day to you, or, you know, good morning. So the Prophet ﷺ responds and he says what? Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, abdalana Allahu khayran minha. Allah gave us a better greeting. You know, the greeting of the people of Jannah, the greeting of the people of paradise. Allah given us that greeting. And it is, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, of course, when Umair uh, heard this greeting, he basically said, well, you know, uh, this is something new to me. I don't know what this is, right? I, I, I've never greeted anybody like this. Nobody greeted me like this. So, you keep your greeting. I keep mine. How about that? So, 
Umar is standing in front of the Prophet and then the Prophet asks him, what brought you here? So Umar responds and he said, uh, you know, I came here to negotiate, you know, the ransom for my son. You guys have my son. Of course, that's not the truth, but this is, he's very smart. He right away, he came up with something, you know, or he planned it uh, from before. So he said, you know, I came here to negotiate the ransom for my son. You guys have my son. You know, I just want to make sure that he's being treated well. And I want you to release him to me for, you know, r- the right amount of, of ransom. Here's what's interesting. By Umair doing this, right? By him um, going there, he is risking his own life. Because if he kills the Prophet ﷺ, he's going to be killed right away. And his son won't be spared as well. Imagine, his son won't be spared as well. So he's risking his own life and the life of his own son just to get to the Prophet just to try to kill the Prophet Very interesting, you know, like the hatred was sincere, I guess. So he he says that, so the Prophet uh, asks him, so... Okay, so you came here to negotiate uh, for your son. Almighty says, yes. So the Prophet says, so what is this sword doing around your neck? You know, why is the sword hanging off your neck? What what's what did you bring it for? So, and Almighty had a very uh, smart, or what he thought was smart answer. He said, you know, it's a sword. What did, you know, the sword do in the Battle of Badr? We had more swords than you guys. We had more men. And you guys still won. So it's a sword. It's not a big deal. He's basically telling him it's not a big deal. You know, you're you're fine. You'll be fine. You don't need, you know, you don't need to worry about a sword. That's basically what he's telling the Prophet. So the Prophet, you know, is is quiet for a little bit. And then he looks at him again and he says, What brought you here, Umair? So Umair goes, I already told you, you know, I'm here for my son. So the Prophet says, okay, Umair, let me tell you what happened. You were sitting with Safwan, and he describes actually the location that they were sitting at, you know, under a tree in a certain part of Mecca. And Safwan, and and basically you offered Safwan that you're going to come and assassinate me. And you said that you were worried that your family won't be taken care of. So Safwan offered money to take care of your family he said don't worry about it then you went home and then you poisoned your sword and you put on your turban you put on all your stuff and you came walking here and it took you this amount of time to walk from mecca to medina and you came here to assassinate me of course now but by now we know that jibril came down and told the prophet the whole plot everything that happened in detail was told by angel jibril to that Umair was shocked. He was speechless. And he said, no one could have known this. No one could have known this. We, I didn't tell anyone. And I know Safwan didn't tell anyone. And Safwan doesn't even know what I did after I left him. He literally gave the testimony of faith. He said, I bear witness that Allah is the only God. And I bear witness that you are his messenger. 
Subhanallah. You know? And instantly. Why? Because he realized this is a true messenger from Allah. Allah is the one who told him this. Nobody else did. No one knows. This is coming straight from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he realized it. And that pure hate and the pure animosity that he had for the Prophet instantly turned into submission. Subhanallah. Which shows you, by the way, that some, some of the enemies of Islam are genuine in their animosity. They actually legit believe that Islam is a bad religion or not the truth. Not all people know, by the way. Some people do. Some enemies of Islam, they do. They know the truth. But they're, you know, like Abu Jahl, for example. Abu Jahl knew it was the truth. He's seen many signs. Remember, throughout the, bi- the biography of the Prophet ﷺ, the stories we told, you know, remember when he went to step on the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca and then all of a sudden a pit of fire showed up? Remember that? He saw enough signs from Allah to tell him that this guy is the true messenger. Yet he was arrogant. He did not accept that. And some people are like that in today's world. And some people are genuine because they're purely ignorant. That's why our job is to educate people. Whether you hate Islam or not, I'm going to educate you about Islam and then you make up your mind. I don't care. And this is exactly what happened to Umair. Umair was purely believing that Islam is not the true religion and, and, and the Prophet was whether a magician like they called him, you know, or whatever. But then what he found out is that this is something that's Basically, Allah opened his eyes. And this is all, you know, and, and, and again, I, I can't stress that enough. When you are sincere, you want to know the truth, but you don't know it. You're ignorant. So you hate Islam. But deep down inside, you're not a hypocrite. You know exactly that, you know, if Islam is the truth, you know that you're going to become a Muslim. For example, Allah, because you're sincere, because, you know, and that answers a lot of questions, by the way. Like, let me finish this. Because you're sincere, Allah opens your heart to Islam. Well, Allah opens your heart to Islam regardless if you're sincere or not. And it's up to you to choose or reject. What Umayyad did is Allah opened his eyes. He showed him the truth, Allah, and he took the chance. Right away, he converted. Instantly. It took seconds after the Prophet told him the story. And that shows us for the people who complain, how, what, what, what about those people who never hear, hear about Islam or he, who, you know, uh, think Islam is a bad religion? Why, you know, and they never convert? What's their fate? And we had a whole episode about this and I'm, I keep, I, I'll, I'll never stress this enough. People who have genuine hearts, Allah knows that you don't. You know, you could see someone and you might think they are the best of mankind and they're so cool and they're so pure and all these things. And you just, you know, they need to become Muslim. So, you know, they have a, a, a pleasant hereafter. They're so good. Those people are so good in this life. You don't know that. Their actions, yeah, it shows that they're good. So you, you, they are good people. You try to guide them to Islam. But if they're never guided, Allah knows something you don't. It's that simple. Rest assured that Allah knows something that you don't. Allah knows the actual hearts. The only one, by the way, who knows our intentions is Allah. Not us, not the Prophet, nobody. 
You know, nobody knows the intentions. Who does? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, and, and it's it's just very interesting that, um, you know, sometimes we, 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 we wonder why didn't this person convert to Islam? They were such good people. Well, because Allah knows something you don't. And you would find someone who's, you would think they're pure, pure evil, right? You would think that they're pure evil. And you would find them converting to Islam. And you'd be like, what? Because Allah knows something you don't. Again, it's that simple. So, Umair uh, 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 takes the shahada. He becomes a Muslim. And then the, the Prophet, وسلم, he asks the companions to teach Umair about Islam. You know, he commands him to free his son. Here you go. Your son is now free. You became a Muslim. Your son is now free. Then Umair stays in Medina with his son. And I'm assuming his son also converted to Islam. Probably Umair, you know, convinced him and, you know, told him about the truth about Islam. And they both learn, you know, Islam in Medina. Uh, then after a while, Umair decides to go back to Mecca. Now he wants to go back to his, you know, his home, Mecca. And... Umayr, by the way, is one of the elite of Quraysh. So that means he, he they can't harm him. Like if they find out that he's Muslim, they, they won't be able to do anything about it. Like they cannot touch him, basically. So Umayr uh, asks, the Prophet ﷺ asks for, for his permission that he wants to go back to Mecca and preach Islam in Mecca, from within Mecca. And because the Prophet ﷺ knows that, you know, Umayr is untouchable, basically, and they won't harm him, so the Prophet ﷺ agreed uh, and accepted Umayr's offer. Then Umayr went back to Mecca, and when he did, he met Safwan. And Safwan was like, huh, what, what did you do? Did you kill him? It's been a while. But then Umayr said, I became a Muslim. I converted to Islam. So Safwan, his cousin, vowed to never, ever speak to him again or even look at him if he sees him in the street. That's how much he, you know, uh, certain people hated Islam. I will never speak. At you. They were close, by the way, close friends. They were cousins and close friends. But Safwan didn't care. You became a Muslim? What? I'm never speaking to you again. Now, Umayr began preaching Islam. Well, of course, Umayr tried, but then Safwan didn't hear. So Umayr, you know, gave up. And then he started, you know, preaching Islam to the people of Mecca. And he was, you know, not afraid of them. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a number of people, actually it's reported that a number of people converted, you know, through Umayr, in, from Quraysh, from Mecca. Of course, not a massive amount, but a few, a good, you know, amount of people, enough amount of people converted uh, and became Muslims, bec you know, through Umayr. Now, Later on, let's now, and Umar lived, you know, his whole uh, life until, you know, in Mecca, uh, even until the conquest of Mecca, which we will definitely talk about in, in full detail later on. But it is, you know, it's worthy to, you know, to, to mention that uh, at the conquest of Mecca, when all the Muslims came and they opened Mecca, again, there was no fight there. There was no, there's not a single fight happened during the conquest of Mecca. The Muslims were already more, way more powerful than the people of Quraysh. Um, so when they walked in uh, into Mecca, Umayr told the Prophet ﷺ, he asked him for a favor. He said, uh, now he, he went looking for Safwan. Umayr went looking for his cousin. He's still, you know, 
He still appreciates the relationship between him and his cousin that, you know, used to be. And he found out that Safwan fled Mecca. He just escaped. He was scared of the Muslims. He ran away. So Umair goes to the Prophet ﷺ and he asks him for a favor. He said, uh, O Prophet of Allah, allow me to track down and hunt Safwan, but give, give me or give him security. If I bring him here, promise me that you're going to give him security, meaning you're not going to harm him. So the Prophet said, go ahead. I was not planning on harming him anyway, but yeah, sure. You know, so Umair tracks down Safwan, you know, and he finds him. He actually finds where Safwan was hiding outside of Mecca. He, again, again, he probably knows him very well. And he sits down with him and he basically tells him, listen, you have to understand this is Islam. And he starts preaching Islam to him. Now, Safwan is forced to listen now. Before, he didn't care. Now, he has nowhere to go. So, he's like, okay. And when Safwan listened to the message of Islam through uh, Umair, he started to understand. And he started his eye. And it took a while, you know. But Safwan eventually agreed to accept Islam. He wanted to embrace Islam. So, he went back to Mecca and he took the testimony of faith in front of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, and this was incredible. If you think about the story, it's incredible. You know, look at the destiny of Allah. Two cousins who were the worst enemies of Islam, they literally wanted to kill the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You can't get worse than that. You know, who plotted to assassinate the Prophet Sallallahu ended up what? converting to Islam and preaching it because Safwan also started preaching Islam to others, to those who were non-Muslims which shows you sincerity, right? So they started preaching Islam to others. So they went from the like one of you know, two of the worst enemies of Islam to Muslims who preach Islam to others. And by the way, in modern time, there are so many examples of that. It's all about sincerity. If you want the truth, you'll find it, no matter what. If you want the truth, you'll find it. Allah will present it to you. And it's up to you to accept it or reject it. So um, I know this was a short one, but it was just a very interesting story and we could learn so much from it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.